Well, good evening. Now, I have to tell our people from the South, when you talk, it's good to talk back, but obviously that's changed since. Good evening. Hey, that was pretty good. That wasn't too terrible. Um, you're right. Um, anyway, uh, my name's Zach Minton, and um, Shirley Minton is um, my adopted mom, wherever she's at. There she is. No, she can't hear, right? Um, what I'm talking about you. Um, but anyway, a couple years ago, when I was a pastor at Pleasant Hill uh, Baptist Church in between Harrisburg and Jonesboro, the Arkansas Baptist State Convention realized that God was doing a lot through what we were doing, and they asked us to go and start um, partnering with people in the Northwest. And so whenever I went up there, we realized uh, that there was, in the Northwest, um, when it comes to the Christian realm, um, the follower of Jesus realm was much different than what I knew. And I didn't realize, um, you know, you hear about countries from um, Sudan. Has anybody, has anybody heard of Sudan? Has anybody been to Sudan? Yeah, Sudan, less than 4% attend church. Now, isn't that terrible? Less than 4% are followers of Jesus. Isn't, who thinks that's, that's not good? In the Northwest, 4% attend an evangelical church. Just about anybody that preaches Jesus. Um, saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And so, whenever we came back... Um, my, my dad, he was real sick, so I went to their house, and my mom, she just said, Zach, when are you going up there? Has anybody ever asked you that? And it's like, I'm not going. We're just partnering. Never say never, right? Have you learned that lesson? A few of us? Yeah. Well, that, that was me. Then God really started working and, and moving in my heart and letting me see. It was good that I was a pastor and I was in my 20s and my wife managed two hospital clinics and I was an electrician at the college and we were making six figures in our 20s. That was pretty sweet, right? And to think we didn't have all these family things where people gave us money. The Lord just blessed us, and we, we were like we were, and then God just broke my heart, and we told our elders at the church at Pleasant Hill, said, all right, what if this? Um, what if y'all sent Nicole and I to Spokane instead of sending money? And I said, y'all talk about your preacher anyway, <laughs> Right? And, and, you know, that was, that's a joke. Y'all can <laughs> breathe. But it does happen, right? Amen? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we, um, there was a lot of tears that day. And then um, we applied to go out to Spokane. And then 
they, we moved out to Spokane. We sold almost everything we had. We packed up everything we had um, in a 12-foot budget truck. We couldn't do U-Haul because that was too expensive. We did budget truck. So anybody moving, you can do a budget truck or something. But that's what we did. And can you imagine telling people, okay, this is, this is what we're going to do, right? We're logical people, you and I, aren't we? We can't help. We're the smartest ones in Cross County right now, all in here. So since we're logical, let's think about this. Let's, quit, let's have Nicole, my wife, quit her two jobs. Let me quit my job at the college for 10 years. Let's ask our church to send us out. And then where you get finances, let's just put envelopes out and pray that God would encourage people to give. Who thinks that sounds like a really good idea? No, Shane, I got Shane. Shane's here with me. He, he's like, yes, that's a good idea. But, you see, there's a fine line when it comes to faith and stupidity. <laughs> right? Isn't it? Isn't it? It is a real fine line. And sometimes it's like, which way are we going to go? You know, there's these things called kairos moments. And, and what that, that is, that's a moment that God is speaking to us. And God's always speaking. Right? Amen? God's always speaking. He's always speaking. And so, we, Nicole and I had this kairos moment. Yes, let, let's do this. And we go. Um, we start... Um, as soon as I get there, one pinnacle church was going. It was downtown. And then we started one, um, the Edge Church, at Eastern Washington University. And then we got over 100 people there. And it was amazing. The average size of a Southern Baptist church is around 48. And to think, oh, God brought some rednecks down from Arkansas. And then here we go. We got over 100 people. That was really quick. Really quick. But you see, they like my accent, so whenever I was out, they would say, Oh, I like your accent. And I'm like, you can hear it every night at the edge, so you can come. And, um, and so people did, and they, it was really amazing. And then this church, we, we were okay like that. Isn't it, isn't it nice to be okay with where you're at? Isn't it? But then here's what God did. God said, hey, I'm not done yet. This church, two cities over, calls and they said, hey, we talked with the Northwest Baptist Convention and y'all have baptized more people um, in the Northwest than any other church under 500. So um, we would love for you to come and take over our church it's got about 15 people. We'd love for you to come take over the church and restart it, create this legacy that was going. Let's keep it going and restart and do a church plant there. And we were like, okay. <laughs> now, um, 
Does anybody go to like small group, life group, or something like that? Now imagine this. Go start another one next week. Who thinks that would be hard? Imagine a church. And then here, here's what, just so we know, so we're all on the same page. Jesus said this. Um, remember, there's the story about Jesus. He died on the cross, placed in a tomb, rose from the dead, the empty tomb. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it? Like, we, talk, we sang that song, Free, Free. That is good, isn't it? But, but here's the issue. Real salvation and freedom Sometimes we think that we have it when we don't, right? So Jesus rose from the dead, and he says this to Peter. Peter, he was a failure, right? Right? He denied Jesus. We wouldn't deny Jesus, right? No. We wouldn't, we wouldn't say, no, that, that's, I don't know him. But Peter denied Jesus how many times? Three. And, and then Jesus tells Peter, the failure, go and make what? That was pretty good. I know you said it too. But that was good. Isn't that good? So whenever people asked us to come and do this, and we were like, yeah, we'll do that. And then something that we poured our life into at Eastern Washington University, we gave that away to go and start another church. Now, our pride gets in things, don't it? Come, that was pathetic. <laughs> our pride gets in things, don't it? We like when we do stuff. Has anybody ever started something? Start a business? Something? Well, we... It's good when we start something. But when it comes to this spiritual realm, we can't think about us. We have to think about kingdom. Right? And so we gave that away. And then think, of, think about this. Everybody that's supporting us, they're like... What did you do? You gave what? We gave the church plan away. Yeah. And then now we're starting another one. That is confusing. And I know I should have been on their end. They should have been on my end. Y'all should have been on my end. Um, but then we go there. We um, do some changes to the building. Because the building, it was... Just 1970s, and, and some of you think that that's still pretty young, but really it's not. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Um, I mean, we're close to 2020, right? Like this is, eight tracks are gone. But we had to do some changes because culture changed. Now, here, here's the thing. Our message don't change. There is salvation in Jesus and Jesus alone. Right? There's freedom in Jesus. So we kind of had to change the building where we, where we are. Buildings matter. And whether you realize it or not, buildings matter where, where you are. And 
um, appearance and things. So we made some changes. We um, mailed out over 20,000 mailers inviting people to church. Over 20,000. That's a lot. And we get ready, and we're, we're ready. We get everybody together. We get our team. Um, and, you know, whenever we started, we had... Last time I was here, we showed a video of, um, of our drummer and Phil, he was homeless. And whenever we wanted to start, we wanted to start with a full band because no one wants not a full band, right? Well, some of us with that think 70s is now... <laughs> But we, we wanted a full band, right? And, and the problem was we had everything except for a drummer. And it was like, we need a drummer. Um, and so um, what we did, we sent some stuff out to people, and then we found, we found Phil. Phil was homeless. But we told, we told people, hey, we're just going to have a jam session. We're just going like, to get together and play. And then, then we said... After it was over, um, we gave pizza out. We told people, hey, we'll feed you and stuff. Well, then afterwards, I shared with them, all right, now we're going to start a church. Um, do y'all want to help us start a church? Everybody said no except for, except for Phil because Phil was homeless, and at the next meeting, we were going to have food. <laughs> that, that, that's true story. And so Phil, not being a follower of Jesus... He was on our stage, and we sent out these 20,000 mailers. We're, we're ready to make the most of Jesus, right? And then we, that Sunday comes, and we have 23 people. That was my fault, what y'all had just then. It was like, oh, Lord, we prayed hard. We worked hard. You said, go make disciples. That's, that's what we're doing. We did one service once a month for three months. When we launched um, that location, Phil, our drummer, do y'all remember him? He wasn't saved and came for the pizza and that guy. Well, Phil came, of course, because... That day, he got baptized. He gave his life to the Lord. But you see, our, the guy that we had leading worship, he knew that his job was to make disciples. Right? He knew that. So we gave him a lost person and he poured his life for three months into Phil's life. And then check this out. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2. Paul, he, he's, he's like, this is what you're to do. Train godly men who will then go and do the same. And then guess what? Since we consider that paramount, Phil leads somebody to Jesus. Did y'all hear that? He led somebody to Jesus. He wasn't paid. He wasn't begging for money or raising support. Um, he, he wasn't, like, he didn't have seminary. He didn't have, this guy was homeless. And then now, all he knows is that Jesus changed his life, so he wants to go and share that. 
And so that's, that's what he did. But then that, 20, that 23 went a couple weeks ago at Easter. We have two services now. And in one service, adults and kids, we had 104 people. How did that happen? There was that saying of Jesus. He said, go and make disciples. And what that looks like is messy. And some of the reason... Well, hang on, let's step back. Right, right now, what I want you to do, I, I want you to, and some of you are like, oh, Lord, no. Uh-uh. We're going to have everybody come up, and no, we're not. But I want you to think about somebody who doesn't know Jesus. I want you to write, write their name down if you've got a piece of paper or get it out on your phone. Nobody's doing nothing. <laughs> there we go. But write down somebody's name. Now, if they're sitting right next to you, that, you might want to block it, you know. But we're told to make disciples. So what it looked like was me training a person, and then them, me training Wes, Wes training Phil. Phil um, goes on, it goes on from there. Then um, us Meeting Robert. Robert is a guy, and some of you have been to Spokane. Y'all know Robert. Led him to Jesus, and he was like, um, it was his baptism day, right? And so he comes, and I know I'm not in the South anymore, but Robert comes, and he comes to get baptized. Uh, and and the the Baptist witness thing just did an article on our church about how good it's doing and everything. It was just a bunch of words. But um, Robert comes to get baptized, and he has on this button-up shirt. It look it's nice, right? And he comes in, and I was like, "Oh, Robert, you ready?" And um, Robert, we're going over everything, and he comes to the baptism horse trough thing, and then he's there, and we're going over everything, and he's like, okay. Well, he turns around, and he's got Jack Daniels this big on his shirt. But, it, but you know that? It would be easy to have tensions there, wouldn't it? And we just heard it, didn't we? But did you know that Robert was baptized and then for us training him, he goes out and leads other people to Jesus? You know, we think that, have you ever thought that, well, God wanted you to share your story with somebody. Or God wanted you to teach. Or God wanted you to sell everything you have and move away. Have you ever thought that, but you thought, I'm just not equipped enough? 
that been anybody? There's a few. What do you call somebody that lies? We, we think we're not equipped enough, don't we? Yeah? Amen. Think about that person you thought about a while ago, that person that you wrote down, or maybe you just checked Facebook and you thought you're making everybody think you're writing it down. <laughs> but <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, but imagine if all of us really believed Go and make disciples. You know, God said, let there be light. 186,000 miles per second. That's fast. It's definitely not a Ford. <laughs> God said, let there be light. 186,000 miles per second, right? We are going to stand before Jesus. And at the end of our life, wouldn't you like to have something to bring with you to heaven? Something better going to, something that is better than going to heaven is bringing somebody with you. That person you writ, written down or the person you thought of, they need Jesus. In Romans chapter 10 says, how can they hear unless someone tells them? Right? And I don't know what God was thinking. Sometimes I think, God, are you sure? But he has placed this mission on us to go and make disciples. And so that's how we started one church. That's how we started two churches it's how we started three churches. Can y'all keep a secret? Are y'all no? <laughs> She's been a long time member. <laughs> but check this out. Remember we talked, and y'all just thought my ADD was really bad. But watch this. Peter, he was a failure, right? Phil, a homeless guy, he was a failure. He gets saved. Somebody calls me. We get him a job. He's got an apartment. Then somebody calls. Hey, Zach, Phil's holding a sign again. Go down. I see him. I park. And I'm walking up. Phil's got this sign. Kid with cancer. And I walk up. Phil, you don't have children. And he's like, I don't get near as much money if I just say need help. And so it's like, now, it would have been easy for us having this southern mindset to say, you just need to go. But we said, Phil, come on. Let's not do that. Let's, let's pray and let's talk about trust in the Lord. Let's get in Matthew 6. Let's get in there where it says, don't worry about tomorrow because today's got enough problem of its own, right? So discipleship is messy. And more than likely, if you have poured your life into the
those people that you wrote down or the person you wrote down or thought about, more than likely, you've been burned by them. And it would be, it'd be tough to say, but actions speak louder than words, right? And sometimes it's easy to give up on somebody. But you know, I'm glad God didn't give up on Phil. I'm glad God didn't give up on Peter. I'm glad God didn't give up on me. I'm glad God didn't give up on you. Right? So, all we do is share the gospel. Everybody thought we were fancy whenever we came out with our small groups and we wrote our own small group curriculum. Everybody was like, oh, that is really cool. And we were like, yeah. We didn't tell them we did that because we couldn't afford Lifeway material. <laughs> right? And the next thing we know, this church planner over here, hey, can I use your stuff? Yeah. He's in, he's in Seattle. Then the one in Portland, hey, do you mind if we use your stuff? The next thing we know, we send out an email and then there were 14 church planters that wanted to use what we're using. Now watch this. I failed speech class twice. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, I did go. Um, that one, when, I, when I failed, it was um, hearing when Mr. Yarborough and stuff. Like, when I failed the first time, it was their fault. They gave it to me at 8. That wasn't my fault. They should know better. But the, the second time, it was my bad. I sat beside one of my friends. I'll, I'll own that, right? And I dropped out of seminary to go and start churches. So if you think God can't use you. The only reason why God can't use you is because you're not willing. Our last church plant, we baptized 41 people in two years. You know why? We focus on go and make disciples. And what you're learning, go and share that with somebody. Isn't that good? Don't we make things complicated? Check this out. Go and make disciples of all nations. Teaching them to observe everything I've commanded. And lo, I'm with you always. Isn't that comforting? Ask Nicole. I said, babe... I was on, on the way here this morning already, shared it, shared it, um, Central Baptist shared, um, in a couple life groups shared, at, uh, I went and preached at Pleasant Hill, then I had a lunch meeting, and then I had meetings after that back in Jonesboro, and then I, on the way here I stopped somewhere, just, and that one was my ADD, but then I came here, and we get to share all this, but God has just really placed it on her heart to go and make disciples and to share that with people.
Because I believe this. I believe that when Baptists could change the culture and win. I believe that. But it's going to, it may have to make a little switch. Jesus, he saw this guy. He had a lame hand in Mark chapter 3. And everybody was watching to see, is Jesus going to heal on the Sabbath? And then Jesus calls him out. Is it unlawful to heal on the Sabbath? And then this man with this lame hand was there. And Jesus told him, stand up. And then everybody else, the religious leaders around were looking. And they were seeing what Jesus was going to do. Because let's not heal on the Sabbath. Right? Let's, let's, not, let's not do anything on the Sabbath. Let's not do that. Well, then Jesus looks at that man, and he had that messed up hand, right? He stretches it out. That's where you and I need to get to. For God to use us, we need to stretch out what we tend to hide and let it get all out in the open and say, God, this is the worst of me. And here's what happened. Jesus healed that man. Isn't that good? But you see, we... And it's easy, even for us, even for us in our church planning network, it would be easy to sit back and say, you know what? God has allowed us to have churches in multiple, multiple locations and have more people in them than any other Baptist church in, in our realm, but that's not our goal. Metric, we look at it different. Our goal is to make disciples, so let's go. And so it's easy for us to, at times, stretch out our good hand to Jesus and say, God, look what we've done. But for God to use us to reach the people that you wrote down, that you thought about, you got to stretch it out and say, God, I get frustrated at these people. God, I don't know what these people are thinking. God, they are dumb. Uh, can I say dumb? I did. God, these, these people, I know they need you, but it'd be good if you let somebody, let somebody else lead them to you. Like Sometimes we need to stretch, stretch out our, our, our brokenness and then get it all open. Don't you think so? Have you ever done that? Have you ever done that? You, you ever said, hey, here it is. Well, Jesus, we'll have to answer to Jesus, but outside of him, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. You know that? So if Jesus is okay with it, we should be. If we give it to Jesus and he can forgive us from not making disciples, can't we forgive ourselves? You think so? Let's not get to the end of our life 
and say, God, I wish, I wish you would have equipped me more. I wish you would have played different cards for me. Because God, if you would have played different cards, if you would have gave me different cards, then I could have made more of an impact. God, you know the, the, the struggles and hang-ups that I have. God, if I didn't have that, I would have done a lot for you. And let's not do that. Let's use our brokenness to reach the city. I'm, I'm praying for a lot of y'all don't know it. I'm praying for a lot of y'all to come up to Spokane. I'm praying everywhere where, I, where I've, I've preached that God would send people up to Spokane. Remember I said don't, don't say, not me. But we want you to see face to face people whose life's been changed because churches like you pray for us, churches like you give towards us. But it's not about us, it's about kingdom. So my heart is that all of us today would hear a story about how God used somebody who never knew his dad, somebody who his mom committed suicide at 13, somebody who failed speech class, we'll just say once because that other one's their fault, <laughs> that, that God used somebody who dropped out of seminary to go start churches and to encourage you for you to say, I can do it too. That's our goal. And the way that we're going to reach the city and reach the community is to start more churches. That's what it's going to take. So what I want to do, I want to pray as the band comes up and we'll have Don and them here, but I want you to think about what's your next step? What's your Kairos moment tonight? What is God saying? And then that other question, what are you going to do about it? It's good to think. It's better to do. Remember, Faith and stupidity, there's a fine line. So maybe that person you wrote down during this time, maybe it's time to pray and ask God, God, how can I love them better? How can I endure their craziness so that they would know you? Or maybe you Maybe you don't have a real relationship with Jesus and you don't know what that free thing is. Maybe it's time to stretch out your, your dirtiness and your sin and say, give it to God and say, whatever you want, I'll do it.